Howdy ho, dead and lovely listeners. It's your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the world, dead and lovely, here with your hosts, with the mosts. It's me, Uncle Ben, and who dat over that way? Steven Spradley. Oh, man. <laughs> Just Jarl, old Jarl and Steve, uh-huh, we call him. Getting your Jarl on. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Dollywood Steve? Man, pretty great. Good. I'm great, too. And I hope that you lovely listeners are also doing great. This is a uh, kind of a special I feature. I bet they are. Probably because they got to our show. This. Yeah, exactly. This just happened. Day's getting better already. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a special presentation. As our regular listeners know, we've been going through the entire month of June doing nothing but uh, Camp Slashers. Mm-hmm. But me and old Stevie here, we just happened to see ourselves a movie that uh, warranted attention that we just felt mm-hmm. like we had, to, we had to go up to the mountaintops and just stand up and shout. Hey! Tell it from the mountains. Watch this movie! Exactly. So we're here to present you guys with a very special mini-sode of mm-hmm. Dead and Lovely. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, because this is kind of a, a hot movie, maybe you found us on one of them iTunes searches mm-hmm. or something like that, and this is your first time, um, for one, we're going to be real gentle with you. Aww. Treat you nice. Mm-hmm. Lighten some candles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, usually... I'm not going to be. Oh, I'm going to treat you like a dirty girl. Oh, my God. You dirty dick. (laughs) Usually this is like a very long form um, podcast where we go very, very, very in depth with our movie reviews. And um, we usually also just bullshit and chat about what we've been watching and and do fun lists and shit like that too. So if you want a really good long listen, check out some of our other episodes. But this is just going to be a quick movie review only of Hereditary, which we both just saw last week. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much blew our minds so this is just a special little bonus for you lovely listeners out there now steve are we gonna be we gonna be spoiling this thing up yeah if you haven't seen it you're probably not gonna want to listen to this yeah um and i would recommend if you haven't seen it and you think i'm gonna listen to it anyway don't go watch it it's really good i totally totally agree yeah that's that's what i was gonna say is like if you have not seen this, do not listen to this podcast, yeah. but let it be known that we fucking love it. And I would say if you're kind of on the fence about seeing it and are just looking for recommendations or comparisons, I would say that if you like The Witch, yeah, if you like Rosemary's Baby, uh-huh. if you like House of the Devil. Maybe The Babadook. Yeah, if you like mm-hmm. The Babadook. Mm-hmm. If you like flicks like that that are like slow burn, dark, atmospheric Mm -hmm. very fucking atmospheric yeah beautifully shot but aren't just in a hurry to you know slash and kill and show you boobs all the time and stuff like that you know if if your idea of a great horror flick is like just a a good old fun slasher that's fine i love those too oh yeah but that this might not be the movie for you if you're looking for that kind of thing but like i said i think if you've got the attention span to watch the witch Uh you should be okay for this flick it's fucking incredible uh i don't I don't know the last time I was this unnerved by by any movie. So if you haven't seen it, do go see it. But if you have seen it and you just want to hear our thoughts and hear us, mm. just dish about it. Dishing. Continue on because beyond here lies spoilers. <laughs> I, will, I will at a later date do a longer form discussion yeah. about this after we've gotten to see it a few more times. But we really just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, while it's in theaters and stuff, because this is one of those that I think that you should really see in mm. theaters if you get the chance, because it's such a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. And I, I foresee a lot of TVs and a lot of low-quality streams of this Yeah, not delivering how fucking great this movie Yeah, looks. it's so uh, well shot. Yeah. Great use of light and dark. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, wonderful. I... 
the basic story is that a, a grandmother dies and she wasn't a particularly good mom or right. grandmother. She was controlling and manipulative. Very self-centered. Um, very and private. Very private. Had a lot going on that yeah. the, the, our main character, Annie, played by um, Tony, Collette. Tony Collette, who is fucking amazing in yeah. this. Loved her, um, Tony, Tony, Tony. She's so great in this. Like, yeah. this is, uh, like, it reminded me of Jennifer Kent in The Babadook, where it's oh, just yeah, like, yeah. all out, yeah, 100%. She, she said in an interview, this is like the most demanding and grueling role she's yeah. ever played. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I cannot imagine yeah. putting yourself through some of the shit that she did in yeah. this movie. It's incredible. And so basically, uh, she starts uh, dealing with the death of her mother, and mm. then soon after that, her daughter dies in a very strange uh manner mm-hmm. and her son is responsible partially yeah um and then uh things get real strange when she goes to uh a group counseling yeah. thing and Connects very uh, deeply with one person from there yeah one particular lady who um takes her eventually takes her home and has a seance with her to talk to her dead daughter charlie yeah and then uh, things start happening. Shit gets real fucking crazy Shit after that. Shit gets real crazy after that. And I would say, yeah, and again, spoiler, huge spoiler alerts and stuff, but I would say that this kind of movie is really interesting because I think the first time that you're watching it, you're not really sure of what kind of movie it is. Yeah. Because at first when you're watching it, there's a lot of the first half of the movie that's like, I guess uh, it's a family drama. Yeah. A lot of this is a family drama. There, yeah. I mean, there are moments where this is uh, exclusively a family yeah, drama. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It reminded me of like Three Billboards or something like that, yes. where it's just like, wow, this is a really dark, horrific drama with uh-huh. some, some violence and stuff yeah, in there too. Some violence and some weird shit, for yeah. sure. But like it... Um, a lot of it doesn't read as a horror movie up front. And, no. And then like whenever the... Uh, some of the supernatural stuff starts getting worked in, like the seance and stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, this is a haunting possession type movie. And also you see like flashes of the dead mother and stuff, the dead grandmother and stuff early uh-huh. in the movie. And you're like, okay, it's a haunting movie. Yeah. And then, you, and then you're like, maybe it's a, is Tony Collette going crazy? Because yeah, because she like, has some sleepwalking yeah. issues. Yeah. Uh, in which she almost kills her kids. Yeah. And her family thinks that, seems to think that she's kind of nuts and yeah. has dealt with this for a while and she's also like popping pills all the time and stuff uh-huh. too as if she's on some medications or something yeah there's a lot going on with her um and i really would like to watch it a few more times to really oh, yeah get, absolutely so that's i mean that's one of the great reasons to do a preliminary episode of this yeah. because uh there's so much in this when we do a longer form episode, it's going to take a few viewings. Oh, it's God, going to take yes. a lot of like freeze frame and look, cause there are so many moments of like hidden stuff, hidden for sure. stuff, things yeah. in the background, there yeah. are symbols and things that yeah. start to appear that are, you know, obviously oh, uh, yeah. of some sort of, uh, occult witchery, yeah. occult origin. Yeah. And it's, um, but this movie, you know, the thing about it is, is like I said, at first you don't know what kind of movie it is. Yeah. And then it's seriously just within the last, 20 minutes yeah you figure out that zero this to is, 100 real quick oh my god yeah. it floors it and you figure out that this movie is none of those things it's mm-hmm. a conspiracy movie it's very yep. much like the wicker man in a lot of ways yes where it's just like it's you find a lot out, like the wicker man yeah yes. exactly and not it's like, the nicholas cage one though it's <laughs> it, i mean it, it's got the same premise it's, it's less just fun poorly done yeah. it's less fun than that mm-hmm. 
But it's like you find out at the movie that her and her family have been at the epicenter. They've basically been sacrificial lambs in this cult yeah. thing, which is what the grandmother was the queen of. Oh, man. Another movie this reminds me of yeah. that I hadn't thought of was Kill List. Is that, have oh, you seen yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Kill That's List. right. This yeah. is a, a similar in, in a lot of ways. Wow, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's also got that weird structure where at first yes. it feels like a, uh, a like a drama, and then yeah. it feels like a crime hitman movie. Yeah, and then it's like, wait a second, what's yeah. going on? Then it goes to way fucked up <laughs> real fast. Only this is like 10 times more yeah, fucked up. Yeah, this is up. way more fucked up. Oh, for my sure. God, dude. Uh, yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. And I find that like... This movie pushed so many of my scary buttons in so many mm-hmm. ways. I, I've yeah, always... I, knew, I knew it would when oh, I saw dude. it. I texted you. I knew you'd like it. Oh, yeah. It, it's got the element of so many movies that you love. Absolutely so. Yeah. And I find that, like, you know, the more that I think about it, the more that conspiratorial uh, plot lines and stuff really do fucking freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that's always been, like, at the heart of stuff that I fear. And it goes back to, like... I think on our Elm Street episode, I was talking about that dream that I had when I was a kid that yeah. my family were aliens and they and were they actually explaining to eat, eat me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, <laughs> that was the first time as a kid that I was like, whoa, what is stuff's going on that I don't understand and I'm at the center of it. It's always freaked me out. It's a good thing to be freaked out by. The thing, I mean, the, the thing at the bottom of that is that you don't know other people. You can yeah. never yeah. really know them. And so... Uh, you know, they could all be leading you to slaughter, exactly. which is what this movie is about. Everything works to lead to this final, yep. horrific, triple decapitation. Oh my god! Weird uh, uh, <laughs> demon inhabiting a body, like just crazy shit that suddenly comes out of nowhere. Yeah, because it was all happening in the background. It was all happening the whole time. Oh yeah, which is why again I think I, I have to see this movie. I was a few gonna more say times. I cannot wait to see it a second time. Yeah. Now while I was watching it, there were certain things that I was guessing at that turned out being right. Like I figured. Uh-huh. That Joanne lady that yeah, she yeah, you could tell group. she was uh, she was up to something. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I bet that she knew Tony Collette's mom. I was yeah. like, I bet she knew Annie's mom, and she's just not fessing up well, to it, or they haven't put two and two together. Especially that, she had that welcome mat. That yeah, exactly. Her, Annie was like, my mom used to make those. Yeah, and and she's like, like oh, okay. it's, it's a similar style, I suppose. Uh-huh. Moving on. <laughs> and so I was kind of guessing that I was like, okay, whatever is going on, I think that. Yeah, Joanne knew mm-hmm. Annie's mom. And then we get full-on confirmation of that when yeah. we see some pictures. Right. We see their whole coven. Uh, and, and Joanne, of course, I mean, after the seance and when Tony Collette comes home and gets her husband and her son to, you know, do the seance yeah, with yeah. her. First off, that scene is intense. Oh, my God, dude. Super intense. I also, love the I love the way that the characters interact with the supernatural stuff too. Like yes. when Tony Collette and Joanne are doing the seance, and then yeah, when she does a seance with her family, it's like if you saw that shit, you'd be so overwhelmed, you'd just start fucking crying. And yeah, that's out. what happens. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what happens to the son. Yeah, he yeah. just can't handle it. In other movies, people usually react very sedately. Yeah, to it's like weird. some crazy shit happening. But in this, it's like no, that's that's how you would react. I think. Yeah. Um, I think you know we should talk a little bit about. Um, the director, he's, yeah. Uh, the writer director Ari Aster, um, he's he's done a bunch of shorts up to this. This is his first feature length film. Okay. Um, I haven't seen any of his shorts except for one, and that of course was Tino's Dick Fart, <laughs> which he, which is a thing he did for Funny or Die. I and must see this. It's hilarious. Go look up Tino's Dick Farts. 
It's Jesus. really funny. Dude, I, I can't imagine, though, being... Because he's like 30 or 31. 30-something, yeah. It's like, I can't imagine being that young and just flopping your dick out so hard. Yeah, immediately with yeah, something with like this. That, something that definitely will, I, I think, stick in a similar way to, say, Rosemary's Baby or The Exorcist. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I can't imagine just dropping that out as your debut. I can't wait to yeah. see what he does next. And this is just another example of um, A24. A24, the, yeah. They did, uh, they've did. they done a, a bunch of great tons stuff. Tons of great stuff. Uh, it Comes at Night and The Witch yeah. were both A20, A24. Yeah, yeah, I think about um, shit. Which is the one with Scarlett Johansson that are really like Beneath the Skin, Under the Skin? Oh, Under, under the, the Skin. skin. Uh-huh. They did that as well, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. Didn't they do Drive? I think that they did. I think they did Drive. I got another like uh, slow, slow burn movie that yeah. a lot of people didn't enjoy as much as I did for sure. Totally. But I think a lot of people like that movie. I'm not pretending like it's a it's a difficult movie to like. But so in addition to the conspiratorial aspect of what just pushes my my scary buttons, uh-huh. this has also got a lot of other stuff that I think I can see its influences very clearly from like. The, the the atmospheric nature, the slow burn kind of thing, and even yeah. the way that the environment that most of the movie takes place in the house becomes a character in itself, yeah. which is a lot like The Shining, which is like my yeah. all-time favorite jam. <laughs> yeah. And I find, too, that like I think that this guy must have taken very many cues from Kubrick's directing in The Shining where, like, okay, there's a lot of just close-up face shots of yeah. somebody like screaming or somebody with their mouth open in shock, mm-hmm. which The Shining is covered in those. Yeah. Because it's somehow like freakier to see somebody's reaction than it than is to see, see the thing they're reacting. Yeah, to. exactly. They, they, except in the case of Shelley Duvall, so seeing that guy in the bear suit blowing the dude oh, in the tuxedo, that, which is the all-time worst. Because you see shit her ever. reaction at first, and you're like, "What is she seeing?" And then you <laughs> yeah. see that, and you go, uh, "Underreacted." So <laughs> <laughs> Underreaction of the century. Yeah. And I even love too how like very much like how, you know. There, there's those things in The Shining, like the wallpapers and especially the carpets, where it's like you can see a still of the carpet from The Shining, mm-hmm. and you can get fucking freaked out by looking at the fucking oh, yeah. carpet. Yeah. And I feel like this movie did the same thing, too. It kept showing you the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. It kept showing you all these different various aspects of the house to kind of imprint that on your mind and make that yeah. house a character. Well, and, and uh, beyond just that, we yeah. have the miniatures... Yeah. In the house, some of them of the house. Oh, man. So, like, the, the miniatures, they help tell the story, but they're also a, a plot device. Right. Where Annie is an artist, and she she's making these miniatures that are going to be on on display at some museum. Yeah. Uh, it seems like big deal. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, But she, as she's going through this... She, the themes of her miniatures start getting darker and weirder. Yeah. And a lot of them start imitating stuff that's happened, like yeah. the, the death of her daughter. And the stuff. death of her daughter, which she does in a very like brutal Ooh. style with the, the decapitated head and yeah. blood everywhere. The, the telephone stuff. pole is so huge. Yeah. Um, crazy. They also shot the house. Uh, the house is in the exterior. It's in Utah and Salt Lake City somewhere. Yeah. But the interior is all on a soundstage, and they right. did that so that they could do some of those really like far away shots that yeah. they then sort of zoom in slowly. Yeah. So at first you're like, "Is this one of the miniatures?" And then it's like, "No, this is like real. This is them on the stage." Yeah, he starts back so far sometimes that it's like that's definitely a miniature, right? But zoom in, and there they are. Yep, and that's it's a cool theme too because. 
you know, there, there's all these cues throughout the movie, like, and it reminds me very, very much of Halloween whenever Laurie Strode is in class and the teacher's talking about fate. Yes. Escaping fate. Uh-huh. There's very similar stuff in this flick yeah, where they're is. talking about how, like, in Greek mythology, these characters are just, mm-hmm. um, you know, pawns. They're, in, they're unable to escape their fate and yeah. shit like that. And that's exactly how the family is under the, uh, you know, the cult of the grandmother. You know, they're, yeah. just, they're just pawns. It's inescapable. But something that I find is is interesting is like, I mean, obviously the name of the movie is Hereditary, and I think a lot of it deals with um, how you know problems and syndromes and disorders mm-hmm. and stuff like that are passed from generation to they generation. Are. But something that I saw in there is that a lot of times they get diluted with every generation. Okay. Okay. So the grandmother is extremely manipulative to the point right. to where she's treating these human beings at her are her family uh-huh. as, as pawns. pawns. Yeah. Yeah. So she's playing this godlike game where she's orchestrating and pulling all these strings. Her daughter, Tony Collette, is mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just God among these miniatures. I make these little tiny miniature scenes, these miniature people. Mm-hmm. And then even beyond that, her daughter, Charlie, is like, yeah. I just make little fucked up rinky-dink toys. Yeah. And it, and cut off the heads of birds. Oh, God damn. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. you see the traits are getting diluted as They're they diluted, go. They're diluted, yeah. For you sure. Know? And, and I mean, uh, what I assumed when I saw the the previews for this, yeah. and, I mean, we all, if you went to a movie when this preview was on, we all remember the... God, that fucking clicking noise, yeah. dude. Jesus. It's real creepy. Um, and it's, it's made by uh, Charlie, who's played by Millie Shapiro, yeah. who has cranial dysplasia. Okay, I was wondering if she mm-hmm. had like a, like a skull malformation, maybe a hair lip or something like that. She has cranial dysplasia, which is the same thing that just or Dustin from Stranger Things had. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so seeing the previews, though, you just assume like, oh, it must be something about that. And it kind of is. Like you're saying, it does get diluted. Like, uh, Tony Collette is not as strong as her mom. Yeah. She's yeah. not as, like, capable as her mom, but she controls these little things. And then her daughter, yeah, she controls smaller things. Exactly. Um, and, and she has obviously been affected by the fact that, uh, you know, we're told that Annie kicked the mom out of her life. And mm-hmm. then she was pregnant with peter yeah the oldest son Uh uh-huh and she never let her mom around him at all yeah didn't want her influence and stuff and then whenever she got pregnant with charlie she decided to forgive her mom and let her back into her life and she actually says the line uh i gave i gave charlie to her yeah exactly like charlie was it was hers Uh to deal with um and so what the the grandmother's plan was was to uh make Payamon this demon at the uh, center of their cult yeah make him uh, able to inhabit Peter yeah but because she wasn't around to do that she goes for the next best thing the next kid but the next kid is a uh, female yeah and Payamon he can't Boy, he, be having that he needs he needs a male host they yeah. say yeah yeah and so everything in this movie is set up to uh, get Charlie killed yeah so that Payamon is, is out of her yeah and then uh, get Peter uh, to the point Habitable. where, yeah, habit to the point where he's empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he goes through so much like uh, terrible shit. He oh develops PTSD from feeling responsible for his, his sister's death and yeah. stuff, and like he becomes this blank slate, which is what 
like trauma can do to you. It yeah, can yeah. make you it hollow. breaks you down and makes you hollow and then you can be inhabited by yeah, you know, whatever it forces. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good yeah, it's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. And there's all kinds of stuff in the movie about about Charlie and how she she and the grandmother were really, really, really tight. Yep. And at one point Charlie says she wishes she wished that I was a boy. She always wanted me mm-hmm. to be a boy instead. And if you'll notice too, like the grandmother, I think it's in one of her boxes of like stuff that Tony Collette's going through. There's a doormat that says Charles. Oh, yeah, got it. it okay, so she she was she was preparing for a boy. And I I wonder I wonder if it's the kind of thing where maybe because this this can happen. Yeah. If like on the ultrasound they thought that she's pregnant with a boy, they're yeah, like, we'll, that call him, we'll call him Charlie. We'll call sure. him Charles. And yeah. then kid's born and it's like, oh shit, it's a girl. Well then <laughs> we'll stick with the name. Yeah. Like maybe, obviously. Maybe the grandmother had already made the Charles mat at that point. You Might know? as well just name her Charles. Yeah. Charles. Chucky. <laughs> a girl named Chuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of a theme through the movie there too, is that she always wished that, that Charlie was a boy because that would have better fit into the yeah. scheme. Do you think that Charlie was inhabited by Payman like yeah. the entire time? Yeah, I think so. Because she's fucking weird. She is very strange. Very strange. And I, yeah, I think she's, inhab- she's inhabited uh, by Payman the whole time, but Payman can't control her the way he maybe he could control a male yeah, yeah. vessel. So she she's a little more capable of, of being herself. Yeah. Um, and that's why she has to die, right. which was a complete surprise. God, dude, I know because again, like the trailers are pretty misleading. Like, yeah, they make you think she's like the main character, yeah, or exactly. at least she's the villain or whatever. Yeah, like I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay, it's a creepy kid movie, like The Sixth Sense or some shit like yeah. this. And then yeah, it's like halfway through the movie. Yeah, she has to go with her brother to that party. While she's at the party, she eats a cake that has nuts in it. She's yeah, got she a has nut a peanut allergy. allergy yeah. Her throat's closing up. She's sticking her head out the window of the car on the way while they're speeding to the hospital. Trying to get air. And dude, he, he sees has to a, swerve because yeah. there's a dead deer in the road. Yeah. And again, this is all set up. This is all set up right. by that coven because the the pole that she hits, that decapitates her, has symbols on it. Yeah, I want to go back and see that yeah. because like early in the movie when they're on the way to the party they pass by the pole and it shows it dead center like uh-huh. it the camera's like tracking the car and then it quits tracking the car it just sits on this pole yeah. for a second and you're like oh, okay yeah nice pole guy yeah <laughs> but i guess it, again probably the second time around you'll see that it has the symbol on yeah. it or whatever man i don't think i've heard that much air sucked out of a movie theater so fast yeah it's just like what yeah <laughs> yeah holy shit i did not and it happened it happened so fast uh-huh um, and I love too, man, that like after it happens, Peter's reaction is to pull the car over, put his foot on the brakes. And it's like, all he does is like look in the rear view mirror uh-huh. and it never shows you her like decapitated body. Yeah. And while it was sitting there like on his face and you can tell he's like, he wants to turn around. He wants to look at it. I'm sitting there in my chair going, Oh God, don't show it. Don't yeah. show it. And it made it, it actually made it so much worse yeah. Then if they would have just shown it. Yeah. They don't show it for a while. No. It's not until... Because he is in shock and goes back home and goes to sleep. Yeah. Doesn't, like, call the cops or he's, anything. He's numb. He's his gone. parents wake up the next morning, go to the car, and there's the dead body. Yeah. And then it shows her fucking decapitated head all covered yeah. in ants. Covered in ants. Yeah. Golly, man. Yeah. So, um, Ben, do you recommend the movie? 
Oh God, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I seriously don't know the last time I was this fucking freaked out. Yeah, and it, like my palms were fucking sweaty as shit. It was. It was intense. By the end of the movie, I was exhausted. Later on that night, I had to like let the dogs out by myself. Uh huh. Was nervous so it was as you. shit. You let the dogs out. I, it was okay. Fine. All right. Bring them in. No, Bring no, 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 in. no. The Baja men are I here. I was forced to do it. Well, uh, hey, you explain that to the Baja <laughs> men. But I was letting the dogs out, and I was so freaked out to be in the dark because right now the street light out on the road is uh-huh. out, so it's fucking pitch Just black outside. Pitch black. <laughs> I was so weirded out, and then, dude. Even worse, last night. So, I was, um, Kate was on the couch sleeping. I was falling asleep too. So, I woke her up and I'm like, yo, let's go to bed. You know, it's like three in the morning or something. And so, we both get up. I go to the bathroom here downstairs and, uh, you know, I like brush my teeth and check my phone and shit like that. And, um, while I had the door shut, I assumed that, that Kate was upstairs going to sleep. And so, like, after I'm done using the bathroom, I open up the bathroom door, and I'm just standing there brushing my teeth and, like, looking at my phone and stuff. Turns out she was downstairs, and she just <laughs> rolled up smooth on me and just kind of, like, touched <laughs> me by the arm. And, dude, I would give my kingdom for a fucking video of how much I must have jumped out of my skin. Oh, man. I freaked the fuck out. She didn't mean to. She wasn't trying to scare me. She thought See, that I knew she was crawling there. up your spine. Dude, I, I mean, seriously, I was wide awake after that i was <laughs> wide awake could not could not go to sleep after that's that. really like awesome in the morning. that's good i was so on edge about it man and it's it's one of those movies where there's so much subtle stuff going on as far as like stuff that's in the background yeah. stuff that's in corners and you're like am i seeing this or not mm. like dude that first shot where you see the the, the grandmother standing in the dark and then she clicks on the light and she's gone yeah fuck there's so many images in this that are burned in uh-huh. my head that i can't get out dude when peter wakes up and tony collette's like kind of spread out up in the corner of the room oh and God. it shows it for a solid like 20 seconds yeah and you're like is that a person yeah and then yeah and then like she's following him around like she's a, r- a cockroach or something just like crawling on the, the Dude, ceiling and okay shit. that shit too okay so whenever he goes up in the attic to hide from her uh-huh and you hear the banging the banging on the on the door yeah the it's attic. her like kicking the door it's of the headbutting attic. it headbutting yeah. the door of the attic yeah like and it shows that scene where basically it's like she's kneeling on the door which is the ceiling yeah and she's banging her head up against the door Usually that kind of thing, because it's like it's all sped up and like blurry yeah. and spazzy looking. Usually that is one of the biggest turnoffs for me, and I think that's just fucking lame. Whenever people put mm-hmm. that in movies, for some reason it was jarring as <laughs> super fuck, effective. As was the part where she fucking decapitates herself. Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! And she's just oh. like staring at him while she's sawing through her fucking neck. Oh God! Jesus God, man! And anyway. then her body just floats up. <laughs> <sighs> it's insane. Fucking nuts. Yeah. And the ending, that last shot is phenomenal. It absolutely is. I can't wait to go over this in depth. Again, you know, this is this is a total shorty review. Uh, we'll cover it way more in depth in the future, maybe whenever it yeah. comes out on Blu-ray or something like that, and we can watch it a few times and soak it up. But yeah, dude, I, I cannot recommend this movie enough. It really blew my mind is the best horror movie I've seen in, in years. In years and years and years. Yeah. yeah. Best best since The Witch for sure. 
Yeah, I I might be. I really liked it comes at night, but I think that the witch in this are, are better than it comes at night. For yeah. Sure. yeah, unbelievable. So you would also recommend? Oh, like, highly, highly recommend. Did it scare the shit out of you too? Yeah, it it had some uh, a residual effect where yeah. I mean I saw it in the middle of the day, so like you know it wasn't till later that I was alone um, in my my very quiet country home yeah yeah <laughs> and just some some shadows and shit and and stuff would because because the movie does that to you where a shadow is a thing yeah and then it's not a thing oh, so like geez, dude. because your eyes already play those tricks on you anyway it uh-huh. kept happening and it'd be like fuck shit fuck <laughs> dude last night like i was wearing like a white shirt yesterday and before bed, I took it off and I like hung it up on like a, like a dresser. Mm-hmm. And I turned the light off and I looked over there at it. And I'm like, I already know that's going to freak me out in the middle of the night. Because <laughs> it looks like a fucking ghost or something yeah. hanging up. I was like, nope. I took it and put it on the... And then its head fell off rolled oh, across God, the room. Turned into a ball. Oh. My God, man. So, hey, listen to the regular podcast. Yeah, we got ourselves a it's regular big. ass podcast. It's bad. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if this is your first time, thank you for, for joining us. And again, check out those old episodes, rate and review on iTunes. Uh-huh. Follow us on the social media. Uh, at Dead Lovely Pod. Pretty also, we everywhere. got a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for tuning in. I hope that if you guys saw it, you enjoyed it. Um, post on our page your, your review of the movie as well. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And thanks again for checking it out. We'll do a bigger, longer uncut review of this later oh, on yeah. when we can view it multiple times. <laughs> Hail Payman! Hail Payman! Hail Payman! Bastard! <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> Bye!